it's a way for you to not only discern energies, but like take some of the work out because let's say during an authentic relating event, a woman shares her experience and you like what she said, as the event is ending, you have a, you have an in, you have like something to talk about based on how you've seen or interacted with this person. Happy New Year. Welcome to our first episode of the year. We are talking about relating with women. And um, this is often, we sort of frame it in terms of dating, but if you're in a relationship, you are also relating with a woman, if you are a man who has sex with women. So um, we wanted to, yeah, we wanted to, to do this episode to sort of cover different ways to get some practice because it can feel like, you know, I remember one of our clients recently saying, he said, by the time I'm on a date, you know, it's taken a lot of effort to get there, right? Like, especially with online dating, he's had to message a lot of people. And so he feels like it's kind of like high stakes right away, especially if he likes the woman. And there, where are the other places to practice? Where are the other places and spaces to get some practice relating? So that's what we're doing here. And I have my lovely guest, Violet Lang back. Thanks for being with us. My pleasure. I'm really excited to dive in. I love this topic and how important it is to practice before you even get in relationship. And then once you're in relationship. Yes, I think that's true. It's, it's important even when, even when you're in relationship to practice relating and yeah, just it's, it's, you know, it's like sports, right? We scrimmage, we practice, we do drills, we get better at things like sports or guitar languages, all of it requires practice. And yet in our culture, I think there's such an emphasis on relationships, but not a lot of emphasis on how to practice relating, right? So that's, yeah, part of our intention with this is to give you lots of options when it comes to that. So yeah, we have sort of three main buckets of ways to get practice, and we're just going to start start going through them. And um, if you have any other ideas, you can always get me at dearmenpodcast at gmail.com, or if you have any comments, you can always get us there. Um, so yeah, our our first main category for ways to get practice is to go to places where women are, where someone else sets up the container. So someone else is leading leading this event or thing so that you can relax into practicing with the women that are there. And we're going to give you a couple of examples of what that means and you can start. Yes. So I think this is really crucial, like Mel was saying, because it takes so much mental and emotional energy sometimes to build up the courage to approach someone or to go out. And a lot of times the myth in our culture is go out to the bar or, you know, go to places where there's women and just it magically happens. But in my experience, it doesn't always magically happen. And it feels more fun, I think, for both the man and the woman when they just get to play and relax and connect and see if there's a connection. And they don't have to worry so much about the structure, because if you go, for instance, we have one of our ideas in here of to like a tantric speed dating event, you know that the people there are interested in dating and they're interested in polarity. So you don't have to worry about like, does she have a ring and is she single? And you know, all these things. Now, of course there might be outliers, um, but it kind of already creates a safer space for everyone. 
Um, and a lot of these activities that we have listed are, are somewhat like body or heart-based. They're not just intellectual. You're not going to like a chess club or something like that. Like we have on our list, tantric speed dating or, um, like authentic relating, like people there are interested in relating and interested in relationship. Yes. And authentic relating is a brand, I guess you could say. And if you have not Googled it yet, you should look up authentic relating and then the name of your city or town. If you're in a town, um, there will usually be a city nearby that has authentic relating. So, and Violet and I have been heavily involved in that community for a long time. And if you're in the Los Angeles area, we are actually reviving Authentic LA and we will be doing a game night on January 14th of this year, which is a Sunday from three to six. So if you're in the area, know that that's happening. Um, And Authentic Relating is, excuse me, connection events. These are, these are all connection events, right? These are events around connecting and essentially practicing connection. So at Authentic Relating, we'll, you know, split people up into pairs or triads and give them a prompt, right? This is the prompt that you're doing. So you're getting to know people and someone else is holding alpha. Someone else is holding the container. Someone else is creating the space that you get to step into with other people, including women. So when you're on a date, you know, if you're the one holding alpha, you're the one providing a lot of the structure. And at these events, you get to step into structure. A couple other examples of this are there's a group in Los Angeles. I think there are groups all around that do cold plunges. So they'll have, you know, an afternoon, they'll have some music, they'll have the cold plunge, you can go in. Um, but it's it's a social event, right? It's there for people to come and connect around some kind of interesting activity of some sort. Um, And a lot of the ones that we've listed, like you said, are heart-based or body-based. And that's partly because we do have our attention on how do you meet conscious women, right? How do you meet conscious women? That's a question that we get a lot in our group. Um, And this is is one of the ways is you go to events that are related to consciousness. So um, another example is sound baths. Um, Sound baths tend to be held at spaces and places where there are other personal growth type events. Um, And there's uh, an element of, there's two things I want to say about this. Basically, there are kind of like one-off events, and then there are series, like events that are a series. And when you're, especially if you're looking to meet new people, um, broaden your horizons this year, right? It's a new year, and a lot of people have their attention on that kind of thing. Or if you're looking to meet more close friends, expand your community, that kind of thing. I think there's a lot of value to one-off events in some ways. And there's even more value to a series. And what what I mean by a series is, for example, if you go and take a salsa class and it's a six-week series, you're going to see a lot of the same people six weeks in a row. And if you go to the class and then you stay for the dance after, you're going to get to know the instructor. You're going to get to know some of the people you dance with. There's, it, it really, really helps to have repeated exposure, whether you're practicing relating with women or other things. I mean, that's what this specific episode is about. So that's a good example of, you're going to be able to feel a lot of different people's energy because when you take a dance class, they'll have you rotate through all the partners. So you're going to get to feel different women's energy. And I think that 
dance in particular, social dance is something that I I push a lot. If you've listened to the episode, you know that. And part of the reason is that you you get practice actually leading. <laughs> like you actually get practice in your body of physically leading, and that it reinforces all the things we're talking about, right? Polarity. It's a way to practice polarity work in your body. And it's fun. <laughs> it's fun, right? There's there's music, there's momentum, there's a sense of purpose, there's someone else guiding you, right? You get to be in Omega a bit because you're learning the dance. There's things about, yeah, learning, learning how to do something and practicing learning instead of feeling like you have to have it all together right away. Everyone in the class is learning. You're all learning together. There's something really beautiful about that. And you also get the experience of receiving other women right? Receiving different, dancing with different women allows you to actually feel the difference between leading certain women versus others. Some women you lead and it feels really easy and it feels smooth and they're receptive. Some women, there's more resistance. There's more of a sense of push-pull or, um, you know, you get an actual felt sense in your body of what it is to be with different women without having to date 20 different women, right? It's like, oh, this is just a flavor or a sense of what this is like, or you get to see what kind of radiance you like, right? What kind of flavor of the feminine. It's a safe, easy way to get to know a lot of people at the same time and to get an experience of the feminine. Anything you would add to that part? Yeah, it's a lot faster, easier way to know what you want versus in your head trying to figure it out or trying to figure it out online, because online is not a super embodied experience until you get on a date. And it's kind of like you mentioned the metaphors of scrimmaging or, or practicing. It'd be like, if you had a first date and you know, your date was like cooking and all of a sudden you had to cook this gourmet meal and you'd never practiced cooking before. And so the cool thing about these events that we're listing and diving into like authentic relating, tantric speed dating, partner dance, improv, different interest-based meetups is no matter what, you're also getting a skill. You're getting a skill that you can then take on dates or that you can take with online dating because for instance, in authentic relating, Mel had mentioned they give you a prompt, like a question, um, like what's something that you want in your life? Then that's something you can ask someone on a date or on an app. Like you're learning cool questions and you're learning cool ways to relate. And, you know, once you learn some social dance, then next time you're on a date, you might like say like, oh, let me show you a little something or I'd like to, I'd like to bring you dancing. And, um, I met Jason at a interest-based meetup. You know, we met at a meetup event and it was great. Like he did walk up and approach me. He cold approached me at that event, but I was a lot more receptive because I was at an event where I knew that these are cool people that are interested in the same things that I am. And um, I don't know if he shared this before on previous episodes, but one of the reasons he approached me was because I like made this really nerdy comment during the presentation and he liked it. He was like, oh, okay, she's smart and she's into spiritual stuff. So it's a way for you to not only discern energies, but like take some of the work out because let's say during an authentic relating event, a woman shares her experience and you like what she said. As the event is ending, you have a you have an in, you have like something to talk about based on how you've seen or interacted with this person. And in some of them, like tantric speed dating, it's very specific where they, the women give you a beat if they're interested. And so you don't have to worry, like, do I ask her out or not? Like that stuff is just taken care of. So, um, as you can tell, we're a big fan of having you in spaces where you don't have to think about that many things. You just get to experience the energy, discern what you want, learn some skills. 
And that starts to build confidence too. Then you have fun things to talk about on a date. If she's like, oh, what did you do last weekend? Oh, I did an authentic relating event. Oh, tell me more about that. Like it makes you a more interesting person. Yes. And I just wanted to clarify that when Violet said they give you a bead, they actually at Tantric Speed Dating give you a physical bead that looks like a small red, you know, pellet essentially, because that might be unclear if you don't know what that means. But <laughs> speed dating in general, the one of the major advantages of it is, like Violet said, you already know everyone is single and looking and there's something really um, easy about that. And this advantage of other events like we're talking about, like improv or um, social dance is you don't know if people are single. So it's, it's a, it, I am a big advocate of both. I think that speed dating is actually really, really, really helpful for practice. And like I said, also getting flavors of the feminine there, there does tend to be, um, it, it tends to feel more held when it is tantric speed dating or some kind of speed dating with facilitators that are helping you relate and are giving you prompts. Whereas traditional speed dating, they'll often just throw you together. So it's a lot of mini dates where yes, you do have to provide structure if you want to hold alpha and that's a little bit more challenging. So that's part of why we're emphasizing tantric speed dating is that it's growing in popularity. And if it is in your city, it tends to attract a lot of consciousness minded folks. And it's also, they give you more prompts. They give you more, more to do together. I did want to shout out improv because I, I remember, I can't remember how many years ago it was. It must've been six or seven years ago, pretty long time ago. I was doing my new year's resolutions, I guess. I don't really do resolutions anymore, but at the time I thought to myself, I need to be having more fun in my life. I, I, need, I just need to be having more fun. And I'm betting that if you're in your car listening to this, or you're on a walk listening to this podcast, you are nodding along right now. Many of us in our lives need to be having more fun. We're not really having enough fun. We're doing a lot of shit, but we're not having enough fun, especially in-person fun, right? Like a lot of what we're talking about Basically, everything we're talking about on this episode is in-person stuff. And that's for a reason, because we spend so much time doing virtual stuff. So uh, improv uh, was my idea of how to have more fun. And, and part of the reason I wanted to do it was I wanted a structured weekly activity that was just for fun, right? So because if you think about fun, you're kind of like, I remember reading this really funny article online during the pandemic that was just called, is this fun? And it was this whole article about trying to figure out, okay, making sourdough bread. Is this fun? Am I having fun? Is it fun? And I didn't want to have to structure my own fun. I wanted to have it be on the calendar, right? I wanted to be like, go to a place and do a thing that's fun that I'm not planning, that I'm not executing, that I just show up and receive at. And it doesn't have to be improv. Although I do think that there are several advantages of improv that I will briefly go into. It could be a cooking class, right? It could be, it doesn't really matter as long as it sparks your joy and your creativity and your imagination. It doesn't really matter. But classes and series, like we said, are super helpful for many reasons, but one of them is you don't have to think about it. You, it's a set it and forget it type of thing. I'm going to improv every Saturday from 10:30 to 12:30, and that's what I'm doing for the next eight to 10 weeks. And it's on the calendar, right? You don't you don't have to think about it. And um, so I, my story is that when I took improv, I ended up meeting uh, several cute guys, as it turns out, which was not necessarily the reason I went, but 
it was a great bonus. Um, but I also met a very, very close friend, someone that had become a very close friend of mine. And that was seven or eight years ago. I mean, it was a long time ago. And I think that just, and, and that person's life is totally different because I'm in it. And my life is different because that person is in my life. So I think there's something, like I said, about getting yourself into spaces where there are opportunities, getting yourself into spaces where there are opportunities for connection. That is a really good investment in your in your social health, right? Even if it's not just dating, although that's kind of the theme of this episode. So yeah, improv, social dance, interest-based meetup groups, like Violet was saying, those can be things like dreams, like interpreting your dreams. They can be uh, hiking. You know, I mean, it's cold in a lot of places in the country, so that might not work as the, the best. But if you don't know, then just go to meetup.com or go to Eventbrite and just start perusing. Just start seeing what draws your attention. Creativity and our right brain, right uh, the right brain, which is associated with creativity, it likes to see different options, right? It's, it's part of why it's so, it can be really fun for some people to go to the grocery store instead of ordering online. Because at the grocery store, you can look at the aisle and, oh, look at all these things. And of course, I'm an omega being, so I'm especially like, oh my God, look at all the options. This is so fun look at all the colors. But I think most of us have an element of that, right? We all do have our own inner Omega, but there's something really uh, nice about just going on and seeing what kinds of events are happening in your area and what draws your attention if, you know, none of these have resonated with you. Um, But what I will just offer again is that as a coach and someone who has seen many men go through this process, social dance has tended to be a, a good one, a sticky one, one that has worked for a lot of people. And specifically, I would shout out salsa bachata like salsa dancing and swing swing dancing there it's just great great music great vibe a lot of open-minded people so i think tango is also good but it's a lot more challenging it's more intricate so just a shout out for those um, a lot of our clients have had really good experiences with those yes and even if you are in a relationship these events specifically like authentic relating i've been at authentic relating events where men have shown up saying, uh, I'm here because my wife thinks that I could learn a little bit in this area. Like there's some, there's some work I could do to become a better connector. So another thing that I think is beautiful about in-person groups from meetups to dance to relating stuff is most people are going there to learn. So you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be worried about making a fool of yourself. Like it's a, it's an introductory sort of thing. And regardless of your level of experience, there's there's not like this needing to put on airs or to perform. And so that stuff can all be really um, helpful for our confidence, especially if we felt a little bruised from online dating or, or other things. It also creates an abundance mindset. If you're going to an event a few times a month or you're doing a dance class every week and then a meetup once or twice a month, you're like, wow, there are, there are a lot of women out there. And like Mel was saying, she did improv, she did dance. When I was single, I would try to do a few things a month, everything from a museum night, like free, some museums have like free Friday nights or, you know, one day a month where you can have free admission. Um, I was always looking on meetup.com and Eventbrite. And if you are someone who's gone to college, sometimes there'll be like alumni events in a, in your city. And that's another way to meet people of all different ages. Um <clears throat> I'm trying to think of a few other things, but we're going to get later in the episode other ideas too. But um, there's like a whole world of people that you can meet. And then once you start getting that abundance mindset, then it's easier to feel like there's more abundance when you go out to a coffee shop or, you know, when you go somewhere else. 
I would also just name rock climbing. Rock climbing gyms will often have a class or a series. And and one of the great things about rock climbing is indoor rock climbing is that you you have to climb with a buddy. So it's a good way to meet people. And it's also a good activity because many, many people in that environment are looking for climbing buddies. They're looking for more climbing buddies. So you can be of service. And even if you're at different levels, you can you can find the level that's right for you and then find the level that's right for your partner. And again, even if it's not necessarily a romantic connection, building more social connections in general is better for our health. We we all, most people listening, we could use more social connections, not less or, or fewer, I guess, is more apt. But there's also something about... Um, any kind of community like that, right? A lot of the rock climbing gyms that I know of, they're going to have an ears party. They're going to have, you know, they're going to have social events around it. So if you're someone who's been wanting to find a community, this is your year. I'm behind you. Let's find you community of different kinds. Like let's do it. 2024 community. Um, last one I wanted to mention on that. Yeah. Just, um, just follow your, follow your intuition, right? Just check out meetup.com or Eventbrite if you don't like any of our suggestions, or if you do, you're looking them up and you find something else that looks really good. Following your creativity, following your, your intuition, following the energy is very much in keeping with what it, where you want to go with your woman, right? Following the energy, following your intuition, following your curiosity. It's, it's a bit of the same skill. Okay. The second uh, way to meet women or sort of practice is to join communities where there is a regular partner practice. So part of the community is about relating. Take it away. Yeah. So there are different programs you can join that are in person or online. Some of these are run by coaches like Justin and London um, are a couple who teach a lot of alpha and omega stuff. Jaya is a woman who is a coach and thought leader on sexuality. And she was part of a TV show called Goop, um, Sex, Love, and Goop. And she has programs online and in person. And these are more extended containers. So similar to doing like three months of swing dancing, this would be a, a commitment. But where you get to know people over time and that can help us to feel more comfortable being vulnerable. I run a program like this for co-ed that's Radiant Love. It's, it is online. It's not in person. But each week in our calls, we have breakout rooms and you get to interact with three or four or five different women each call with different prompts. So you know that you have like a regular place to go to to get your relational workout or practice. And some of these things we don't get to talk about maybe as openly if we're just going on a date or if we're, let's say, going to a swing dance class, because both in like the Jaya programs, Justin in London's programs and my Radiant Love programs, you get to talk about desire. You get to talk about sexuality. You get to talk about what's been painful for you in past relationships where you didn't feel received or trusted. And um, there's there's value, I believe, to that. You know, some some of the people that have taken my course, like, haven't had sex in a while and then they're having sex again. And it's not just because of radiant love. They might be doing other personal practice and stuff too, or be part of pillars. But when you feel comfortable telling a woman what you like sexually on a zoom call, then you're like, Oh, okay. Well on a second or third date or whenever I feel more comfortable with someone, then I can start doing that. Or it's okay for me to connect to my body in this way. Or, um, for instance, when you learn to repair, like how to how to repair a conflict in relationship, you practice with someone who's not a partner, and then you feel so much more comfortable working through conflict with a future partner. So these are slightly different in that they are 
co-ed practice communities where you talk about things like conflict and sex and money and, you know, um, hurts from the past and past partnerships. And it can be really healing and empowering to help you feel more confident for dating and relating in in the future. And you can join as a couple, you know, if you're in a relationship, you can join as a couple and just say you only want to practice with your partner. And again, then someone else is holding the structure for you to do a lot of deep practice work. I did an episode a while ago called Couples Coaching Couples, which is another program. It's a little bit different than what we're talking about. But if you are in a partnership and that's interesting to you, you can look for that in the library, Couples Coaching Couples, which is a cool structured way of of putting attention and intention into partnership and teamwork and getting ahead of things like repair or what are we up to as a couple in the world together as a team instead of just two people who are happen to be together. There's a different kind of quality to that. Um, and it's one that I, our culture doesn't tend to emphasize. So it feel it feels good. Um, I wanted to mention, yeah. So, and many of these communities, like Violet said, are virtual and that's okay. We just talked about how important it is to be in person and to do in-person things. And that is true. And for the more specific relational piece, relating, practicing, relating, learning about relating from master teachers or whoever it is, and then, and then practicing, right. People that are guiding you in it. Sometimes those are more niche and depending on where you live, you might have to be going online for that. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention is there's an app called bloom and bloom lists a lot of these kinds of activities or these kinds of groups, these kinds of classes and workshops, some of which are virtual, some of which are in person. Um, but you can check that out if it's in your area, bloom tends to be more active in certain cities around the, around North America than others, but that's a potential. And they, they do tend to list virtual events as well as in person. So even if it's not in your area, they might have things on there. Another, I think, keyword term that you want to look up is Tantra or Tantric, um, especially if you're looking at sexuality. Tantra is an, a complicated um, world and there's a lot uh, in it. And the way that we think about it in the West is not actually necessarily very accurate, but it is kind of one of those code words that there, there tends to be people interested in consciousness stuff, right? <laughs> people interested in consciousness stuff tend to go to those events. That word consciousness is another buzzword, right? That's a keyword you can look up just to see what kinds of things are in your area um, around this. And then personal growth, right? So anything that's related to personal growth. And this is one of those things where, you know, it's a, it's a, you can think of it kind of like a web, like a, like a net or something. You might meet someone at one of these events and they might tell you about something else that's happening. You know, so you want to kind of follow the breadcrumbs. You just want to get yourself into more spaces and places where there are opportunities and then follow your nose, right? Follow what feels interesting to you because it might not show up at that exact event, but it might be something down the road and it's yeah, just as, just as valuable. Um, and then joining these kinds of communities, I think is also helpful because you are, in addition to practicing relating, you are getting the transmission from the leaders, right? So there's, so I think Justin and London are two leaders that I respect. I've, I've gotten a lot out of their work. And for me, it's healing to just be around them and witness a couple that is teaching together, you know, living together. They, just had a kid, I think a year or two ago, maybe two years now. Um, 
but it's helpful to just be in that energy, right? Be in that space and be inspired. And then the kinds of people that they attract into their community are the kinds of people that I want to be around. So there's a win-win. You're, it's, it's exactly like what we were talking about. You get to learn salsa dancing, but you also get to practice with different partners. So in these communities, you get to practice with different partners and you also get to learn about relating from people that you like and respect. These are not the only teachers. Obviously, we're just throwing out some ideas, but it's important, I think, to have the I have the idea of have the concept of what you're wanting. You know, I want I want to be part of one of these communities because it makes it easier for life to to give it to you. Right? When you have a strong intention or idea, you tend to see opportunities like that come into your world. Even more so if you're brave enough to sort of drop it into your social channels or you know social media or just people that you know, like, hey, I'm looking for a place. Like, I'm looking for this. This is the kind of thing I'm looking to do more of in 2024. So if you hear of anything, let me know. And you never know who it's going to come through, et cetera. Um, and I will just say that I think I went to a meetup event where I met someone. It was it was some sort of event, either an alumni event, a meetup event. There are also, depending on your interests, like entrepreneurial clubs, if you work for yourself or like, he, you know, healing groups, like Mel has mentioned, like, follow what your interests are. And I I met a woman at one of those events, but she became kind of my wing woman or whatever. And then she would tell me about events and I would tell her about events. And I didn't necessarily meet a partner at any of those, but it helped me feel like she was sourcing opportunities with me. And then it just multiplied kind of what, um, what was possible. Yes. And I think that brings us back to that idea of, I remember once I'm a I'm pretty skilled at building community. I have a strong tendency to build community in most places that I have lived. And someone once asked me, this was a guy who was not as strong at building community. And he said something like, how do you do it? I don't understand how it's so easy for you or how you how you do it. And I said to him, well, you got to show up and then you got to keep showing up. And that's pretty much it. You got to show up and then you got to keep showing up. And the reason I bring that up is because he had a tendency to go away. He had a tendency to go dark. He had a tendency like he would show up and then he would drop off for a long time. And then he would show up again and then he would drop off for a long time. And he was sort of looking at why don't I have the depth of connection in my life that I want? And that was a big part of, of why. And so we're going to kind of come up to this again later in this episode. But I just also want to say that what we're describing here are a lot of opportunities to practice and practice isn't the only thing that you need. You also need uh, coaching or therapy or holding so that you can work the tender places that have you hold back or have you not show up or have you go dark or whatever your tendency is that has been a block in the past. You know, these kinds of opportunities we're describing, it, they're not magical, right? They're not just, they're not going to they're not going to be able to go deep with you in that way. And so it was important that he shared that with me. And I gave him that advice of like, you got to show up and then you got to show up again. But it was also important that he got mentorship essentially and some help, which he did end up getting to address the deeper elements of why are you going dark? What is it? What are, what part of you is afraid of this or all of that? And I think that's something that, you know, we work with a lot of men who are more on the nice guy side of things, although we work with lots of men. We just, we, we get a lot of variety of men that we work with. So 
there's there's a whole bunch of things going on. But on the nice guy side, if you're going and you're and you're not able to generate polarity, if you keep going and you keep putting yourself in places and and you're like I'm practicing, I'm trying, why isn't it why isn't it working still? Then you're going to want to do something about that, right? You're going to want to address that and and still get practice, right? You want to be doing both. This isn't an either or, but I I just wanted to kind of drop that in there of yeah, these are all really great ideas. And sometimes there are sort of blocks to connection that we want to address so that we can be our full selves, our full lit up radiant selves and show up and really show up and be able to keep showing up because that's one of the keys. And that's part of why some of these things that we're talking about so far give you that opportunity to show up and then show up again and then show up again. I've mentioned this probably on previous episodes, but they did an interesting sociological research study about who we like, like who we, who we like or find attractive. And the way they did this study was they did it in a college, um, lecture hall and they just had, uh, the people that were doing the experiment show up in the lecture hall and then show up again and a few times. So, and then they showed students pictures of people and said, which of these people do you like? And it turns out that part of why we like people is just exposure it's literally just have we seen their face before? That's it. So new people, I mean, it, and I'm setting aside sort of like people with perfect facial structure and that kind of just like normal people, right? Not Denzel Washington or some shit. Um, and yeah, what they found repeatedly was that human beings like repeated exposure. We like people that we are familiar with. And that is going to, so your attractiveness level is just automatically going to go up if someone's seen you a few times. So like, that's why you want to be go showing up and then showing up again and getting yourself into situations where it's easy to do that, right? Where it's not just one-off events. One-off events are great. And you also want to be doing things with repeated exposure. Yes. And because too, you're going to get some clues. Let's say you go to a few different one-off events and you have a great time until it comes to like asking the person for their number or deciphering the next step. Or you might find that the beginning is really hard for you and you're in your head. And then at the end, things are easier. So you'll start to notice your own personal patterns. And I completely agree. You know, we need to have like high touch and broad touch. And so high touch is like someone who can really meet you on lots of different levels. And that might include small group or one-on-one -on -one coaching or like in my radiant love thing, we do breakout rooms, but then after the breakout rooms, we kind of share like, okay, this is the part that was hard for me. And this is what came up for me related to a belief or something from, you know, in my past. Um, but then the broad touch is when you're going to these new groups or you're doing um, social dance and you are seeing similar people again and again, but they might not be holding space for you, basically. Like you want someone who's can hold space for you and the facilitator of tantric speed dating is great, but they're not going to be, you know, diving into like your shadow elements, like you would with pillars or radiant love or a one-on-one -on -one coach or a mentor. Exactly. The last category that we have is creating a structure in your week where there are opportunities to be around women. And this is pretty straightforward, but why don't you take us through what that means? Yeah. So I think it's easy for most people to get in their rut. You know, they go to the gym, they go to work, they come home, they go to the grocery store. Some people go the same time every week, you know, and it's, it's then hard to break through that routine. And one thing that I recommend to clients is once a month, pick a neighborhood you've never been to in your city, pick a coffee shop or a restaurant or a bar or something, street fair, farmer's market, like just get into a new environment and ideally go by yourself. And I know that can sometimes feel a little bit scary, but 
when you're by yourself, it's easier to strike up conversation and you seem a little more approachable. You know, men and women both have a hard time approaching someone when they're in a group just because it can feel like there's higher, I don't know, likelihood of of feeling like you're missing the mark or it's just, yeah, it's just a little bit overwhelming. So I like to think of it in a weekly or monthly basis. Like let's say every month you're going to a new neighborhood once a month. You're going to some sort of social event. It could be a friend's barbecue. It could be a birthday party. It, it Just some sort of social gathering where your friends are going to be there and you feel comfortable, but also new people might be there, like a friend of a friend. And then the third thing is to go to the social events or mixers that we've been talking about. So if you do, or I mean, sorry, um, these other events, like these um, co-ed events. So if you do something that's a new environment and a social thing, and a either meetup or polarity group thing, you're really covering your bases because a lot of people meet either through similar interests or through a friend or through work, or we're just trying to diversify, as you can tell in this episode, beyond online dating because people can feel crushed by online dating and we don't want that for anyone. And I would say half of my female clients meet their partner in real life. It's not as low as you might think. You might think everyone meets on online, but that's not necessarily true. So um what I mean, what we mean, I think, in this last one is you have to create some structure in your life, but that structure in your life can lead you to other structures, right? Like, let's say once a month you get on Meetup, you put in your calendar the two different things you want to do, and you buy the ticket so that you're committed. Once a month, kind of looking strategically ahead at your calendar in that way can help you feel like you've got some momentum and that you've got a plan. Yes. And I would add to this. Um the the one-off events burlesque shows are really really fun environment um live dating shows i've had ali on my podcast who hosts love isn't blind which is a dating live dating show that is in multiple cities now so you can google love isn't blind and see if it's in your city and she's also good about you know everyone goes out after so it's the it's the event but then also people tend to go out after and burlesque shows are often held at theaters or bars or places where you can interact after and often open-minded people are there right like there's a lot of open-minded folks at a burlesque show or other creative arts things um and once a month is pretty doable right we're not saying you have to go do one of these kinds of things all the time but the 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 other thing that you mentioned that I just want to shout out is uh, farmers markets. Farmers markets are, depending on the farmers market, they're pretty fun. They're interesting. They're engaging. There's a lot of different things that you haven't thought of, like purchasing. You know, like I went to one and I had a whole conversation with the guy growing microgreens, and it was it was interesting. And then he introduced me to the guy selling fish. And I know it sounds small, but those those are the kinds of experiences where you can practice relating, right? You can practice being in your body. You can practice approaching. You can practice making eye contact. You can practice following your curiosity. You can practice all the relational skills that you're building. And it just gives you people to practice with. It just gives you people. And especially people like vendors at farmer's markets, they're just standing around, you know, like that that person selling candles, they want to connect because they're fucking bored, you guys. Like it's a little bit of a captive audience thing happening with those places where they're excited to talk to someone about their candle making or whatever it is. And you get the chance to to do all of the things that we're talking about, because, you know, in our regular busy lives, there's a lot of like there's just a lot of crossing. Right. Like I'm imagining when you get back to your apartment building and your people are picking up their mail you know, they're obviously trying to, they're trying to get home, right? They want to go home and 
feed their cat and make dinner and whatever it is that they're doing. Whereas at a farmer's market, people are kind of, they're out and about, they're hanging out. It's a different sort of space. It's a different kind of, kind of thing. And just getting yourself into that environment, you know, you're giving yourself more of those opportunities to practice. Oh, another one I thought of in a different category, sorry to jump around, is Toastmasters. A lot of people, I've never done Toastmasters, but some people that I know have had good experiences and that's just around, you know, public speaking and making speeches. And if that's something that you've been interested in, you know, there's a lot of folks there that show up that are, they're also kind of working on socializing. They're practicing socializing and speaking in front of people. I remember actually when I went to that improv class that I told you about where I was going for the with the intention of having fun, we did a little um, sort of like, why are you here? Like, what has you here kind of share? And I remember there were at least three people that said, I'm working on being more assertive at work. And it, and this was recommended to me, was kind of how to just be a little bit more, um, not take myself so seriously, not hold back so much, just kind of, you know, first thought, best thought is something that they've, that they've said in improv. So there were other people in that, place that we're also looking to to grow in some way. And I think that's really what we're talking about is you want to put yourself in places where you're going to find people that are also looking to grow in some way because there's a spirit of openness and there's a spirit of growth that is that helps with interaction. And I think same thing with something like a farmer's market. It's kind of a cool, chill, relaxed sort of place, right? It's like People are wandering around buying beautiful fruits and vegetables. Like it's a great, it's just a very wholesome environment. And there's a, there's an element of meandering and discovering, and that's helpful in terms of relaxed interaction. Yeah. And I also want to just shout out, even it sounds a little boring, but museums, I had mentioned the Friday night thing. I met two different people that I dated for a short amount of time, but I did go on a date or two with two different people at two different times that I met just by myself at a museum. And it's like easy to kind of make small talk because you're both just looking at, you know, art and you can be like, oh, what do you think of this? Or, you know, I haven't heard of this artist before. Like um, things where you're both enjoying something at the same time. Sometimes it gets a little tricky because live music, you can't really like talk with each other as much, but live music is an option. Or, you know, in LA, there's like Agape, which is a spiritual community. Um, You might try different temples, you know, if you're Jewish or different churches, if you're Christian, like, a lot of those places too, they like when new people come, they're like excited to welcome you. So there's a environment where it's okay. It's okay to be new. It's okay to be new. And it's also okay to not do it perfectly. So I will say as a coach and someone who supports men, I really want to emphasize that you want to be gentle with yourself especially if socializing is a bit more of an edge for you that you don't have to be perfect just show up just do your thing it's okay if you don't talk to 25 people just you know ease yourself in it's the new year new new opportunities new new things there is a learning curve and just be gentle with yourself because i think i see a lot of our guys put a lot of pressure on themselves and feel like they have to be perfect right away and the whole point of practice is that you're not perfect right away right that's and we get that when it comes to things like sports or guitar like i was saying we don't expect ourselves to be perfect at those things but something about interaction we feel like we should be there already or we should be as smooth as that other person and i'm here to say it is a learning It is a practice. It does take time and that's okay. And I can vouch that every time I've met someone in in real life romantically, not once has it been because of like a catchy line or some like a big act of, of interest. It's always been like, Hey, this is my name. Like, 
how are you? <laughs> like, it's never a big thing. So the chiller you are, like, I know that that's not, it's easier said than done to just be chill. I just mean, to Mel's point, there's no right way. There's no line. There's no um, perfection. It's it's connection. It's connection, not perfection. Oh, it's connection, not perfection. That's definitely going in the uh, memorable quotes for this piece. So yeah, as we start to wrap up here, where can people find your work? So Violet works with women and um, some co-ed stuff as well, but she sort of does what I do except for women. Yes. So I work with women and I also work with men in my program, Radiant Love. And I started that because of exactly what we're talking about right now. I had a lot of clients that I thought were amazing and I just knew they needed a little more confidence. And the confidence wasn't just going to come from me being like, you're beautiful and smart and, you know, talented and kind and we're like, yeah, but you know, I haven't gone on a date in a few years, or I just got out of a divorce, or I've never had sex before, and I'm feeling nervous about that. So it's it was started two years ago, and I've done two cohorts now to get people a safe space to interact about topics that can be hard to talk about, like we said, sex, conflict, past relationships, you know, re, um, how to flirt, like how to how to show that you're interested, and of course, it's a safe practice container. So it's less about like, you know, getting someone's number and more just about these different textures of the masculine or feminine. But a lot of people have come out of that and either met a partner, had sex for the first time in a long time, deepened with an existing partner. And sometimes there's side benefits. Like one of my clients who did Radiant Love, she got a new apartment that was like her dream apartment after doing that course, because she felt more empowered about what was possible for her, just hearing from other people's experience. Um, another couple or another person that took it moved in with his partner um, shortly or either during or shortly after another person um, met her partner that she's now engaged to. So, and it's a small group. There's usually like six women and six men. And you get to know people deeply over the course of the 14 weeks. It's a 14-week program. Um, and it's just usually a lot of fun. People feel like they get seen in a way that they don't always feel seen by people of their same sex. Because sometimes when someone of the opposite sex reflects something back to us, it sinks in a little bit more. And so people can find out about that if you go to violetlang.com forward slash radiant love. I will also drop that in the show notes. And if you are a man interested in coaching and doing more of the depth work that we were talking about so that you do feel like you're getting it from all angles and you're really addressing the deep, the deeper stuff so that when you show up in these spaces, you are showing up as a fuller version of yourself, particularly owning your power and feeling your heart at the same time, you can always go to evolutionary.men slash apply. And I will also just say my email is violet at violetling.com if you're curious about anything that I've shared on here and you want to ask a question or go deeper. Perfect. Perfect. 